All right. So, today is my 25th wedding anniversary with my beautiful wife. Uh, I, I apologize about the not very great quality of this picture, but the picture I, I thought we had, we didn't. So, uh, we were scrambling to find a picture, and we found a picture of a picture on Lisa's phone, so she sent it to me for you guys to see. So, um, it, it's, it's totally crazy to think that it's been 25 years that my wife and I have been married, and I wanted to give you um, just a little talk about this, because I think uh, you guys, Crystal said you guys need some inspiration, you know, so I'm going to give you guys some, some serious inspiration, right? So first off, 25 years is possible, right? We've been, uh, you know, th through this time of 25 years, we've watched innumerable chiropractic divorces uh, and chiropractic setbacks and stuff like that. But um, I think the number one issue that we found uh, over the course of time is that chiropractic is not a job, it is a life. So Lisa, when we first started dating, she started coming to seminars with me even before we were even married. So she, came, she became a chiropractic person because she got involved with everything. So my big advice to you guys um, is whatever husband, wife, spouse, partner you happen to choose, that person must become involved in your life. They must go to chiropractic seminars. Now, don't take them to Activator you know, or, or Thompson or something that, like a technique seminar, but you got to take them to the DEs and the New Beginnings and the Mile Highs and the Cal Jams and those kind of things. They need to hear the chiropractic philosophy from someone other than you, right? If they're an engineer or they're a lawyer or whatever, you really should get involved with their stuff too, too, as much as you can. But I'm telling you, you'll never see a lawyer you know, gathering the way you will a chiropractic gathering. So, but what that, what, what that really did is, is it indoctrinated Lisa in such a way that she became super passionate about chiropractic, right? And understand what family background does she have? Yeah, her father's a medical doctor. Who, do, who two brothers are medical doctors. Her sister-in-law's a medical doctor. Her grandfather's a medical doctor. Her other grandfather's a pharmacist. And we have like dozens of medical doctors in the family. Do you think that my entry into that family was easy? No. No, it was not easy. It was actually quite challenging at times. They didn't particularly care for me. They thought I was some crazy lunatic trying to steal their beautiful daughter away, right? And it took me quite a lot to convince them that I, that I wasn't that person that they thought I was, right? And now her parents totally you know, love and adore me, and I love and adore them. But in the beginning, it was not like that. There was a lot of uh, understandable... Uh, animosity, because especially back then in the 80s, um, the AMA and chiropractic were just having this huge face-off in the AMA Wolf case, right? So it was, it was all kinds of negative stuff. But we kept it, we stuck it out, right? There's a lot of people who don't stick it out. What's the divorce rate in this country? It's about 50%, right? It's very easy to have a disposable uh, relationship, right? It means something when you're with somebody for 25 years, right? You're invest, this is an investment, right? This is an investment in your future. And I want to tell you something that I told the, the class this morning, too, <clears throat> that I think is super important. And that is this. That is that when you guys say, I do, right, it's, this is for a lifetime. This is for a lifetime. And that truly means something, right? The investment that you make for a lifetime truly means something. It means something to each other. 
more importantly, it means something to my son. Right? To see that, because how many of my son's friends are still married? Yes. All, all my son's friends' parents. I'm sorry. All my son's parents. My son's friends' parents. How many of them are married? Zero. There is not a single parent that my son hangs out with that are married except for us. You know how crazy that is? That's just the way it is in the world, right? That's the way it is in the world. This is the, the disposable thing. I don't like something, forget it. It's a little rocky, forget it. Do you think that we haven't had hard times? You know, you think we haven't had crazy things happen to us that we've been hit by the blind side and had to figure stuff out and be spun around and knocked down and on our knees? Yeah, this stuff happens to everybody. It happens to us all. But we stuck it out. And that means something, right? That discipline, that commitment, it means something. And, and it's more important than your chiropractic practice, right? So even though certainly I love that I see a lot of people and I love that we're making a lot of money, but my number one priority is not my office. My number one priority is that beautiful one right there. That's my number one priority. Because everything else stems from that, right? Because how many people do I know? And I can tell you umpteen different chiropractors that I've known over the years who've gotten divorced after building a very big successful practice. Who the hell cares if you just destroy your marriage and alienate your kids and now you've got a lot of money? Is that what you want? Is that what's going to be on your tombstone? I made a lot of money. Big deal. You can't take none of it with you. But what will you do is you'll leave a legacy for your son or your kids or your grandkids or your patients to say, look, they, they were married for 25, 50 years, right? That to me is far more important, right? The money will come. The money will come if you provide great service, but what's more important is the integrity that you build over years, right? That's far more important than just the money because anybody can make money, right? You can have drug dealers make money. Is that, is that what, I'm not, we're, we're you know, correlating drug dealers. <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying? Like money, anybody can make money, right? How many people can have a successful marriage? And here's the deal, you all can have a successful marriage. If you put your minds to it, if you put your minds to it and your heart to it, and you realize that a commitment means a lifetime, right, and how important that is, right? But a lot of younger people these days have forgotten that idea, and I'm telling you, you can't forget that. Because I'm telling you, there's going to be some crazy things happen to you, right? I'm telling you, uh, in 1999, I don't know why wow, you can't really see this picture, sorry. Um, in 1999, <clears throat> I'll describe it. In 1999, uh, during the summer, uh, actually late, it was fall, uh, I was adjusting. It was a Friday night. We were really busy. Um, all of a sudden, I get a knock on the door. It's before I had opened, I had opened adjusting now, but this is when I had closed rooms. I got a knock on the door, and it's my assistant, Marjorie. Uh, Marjorie and she said, Dr. Ruben, you got a phone call from Life University. And I'm like, <laughs> it's like 4.30 in the afternoon on a Friday. What, like, what do they want from me at this moment? She said, I know. He said, it's really urgent. He's got to talk to you right now. I'm like, okay, whatever. So I said, excuse me to the patients, and I got on the phone. And I'll just never forget this. It's, some of you got to imagine, like, I had a long hallway down like this, and there was room, 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 right? And I'm standing on the phone like this, and I said, hello? And it happened to be a, a chiropractor who was the head of the, um, the clinical sciences department at the time, and he was also teaching the pediatric diagnosis class. And he said, Dr. Rubin, do you remember me? I said, yes. We had met before. I, I've come down here and spoke quite a bit. And he said, um, 
remember you said that you always wanted to like come down here and retire and, and teach at life? And I said, yeah. And he said, well, uh, how about now? He said, do you want to teach this diagnosis class, pediatric diagnosis class? And I'm like, wait a second. You know, and understand, this is, this is in 1999, so I've been in practice for 10 years, right? And this was my retirement thought, like, I'll teach when I retire, which is like when I'm in my 60s or 70s. And he's calling me, and I'm in my late 30s. And like, uh, do you need to know now? And he said, no, I'll give you, I'll give you to Monday. I'm like, oh my God. Okay, all right, well, let me, let me think about it, I'll call you back. So I hung up the phone, and I went on adjusting people in a total daze. I don't even remember the rest of the day. And I came home, and I said, and this is before cell phones, right? So you don't just call your wife or text her, that's what I just heard, right? Or Facebook or something like that. This is like, you actually have to physically talk to someone. Um, so I went home, and I sat down with Lisa for dinner, and uh, Palmer was like four or something, uh, maybe four and a half at that time. And I said, Lee, um, my person just called me up and said they want me to come teach the pediatric diagnosis class. Understand, that was the class that Dr. Webster taught me, right? So the attachment I had to that class was like this because Dr. Webster is, you know, like my like compatriot, my mentor. So she's like, well, what do you want to do, right? And this is, this is, a, this is a, the mark of a beautiful marriage. It wasn't like, hell no, or I don't really care, or who, like university, what? She's like, what do you want to do? And I said, I'd love to do it, but I mean, this is like 20 years ahead of the game. She said, so, like, once this happens, what should we do? Answer the door. Answer the door, Answer the door right? Right? Is that not going to wait? Right? When someone knocks on the door, do they wait for 20 years for you to answer the door? No, you get the knock, you gotta answer the door. Right? Just like that. <laughs> Look at that. See that? I just talked about answering the door. Good April, that was perfect. <laughs> so um, so we said yes, let's do it. And and at this point I had no concept of selling the practice, no concept of selling our house. Palmer was in school. Lisa was not working at the time, she was still uh, staying at home with Palmer, homeschooling them. Um, but we had, this was like zero thought process, right? So we went from saying, okay, we have this great practice here in New Jersey to now, okay, what are we going to do, right? So I sat down with my folks that weekend, I sat down with her folks this week, that weekend, and we talked about all this and what, what are we going to do about this? And they said, well, let's just do it, right? So it took a solid year for us to sell my practice because I was waiting for a Life University student to buy it. And I interviewed umpteen number of people and most people were not like university, who are not like university students, guess what they want to do in my practice that has no physical therapy machines in it? What do they see, what do they see with, with, with a practice that's really super busy, but you're not having any machines in it? What do they see? Ching ching, right? So I actually had someone offer me double what I was paying, what I was you know, selling it for, because they said, you don't know how much money you have just sitting right here, right? I could do ultrasound, and TENS units and hydrocolators and get one of those roly-poly tables and all these other things and I could like triple, quadruple the income you're making with these same people. And I'm like, no. And he's like, what are you talking about? No. Right? He said, I'm giving you, I'm giving you more than you're asking. I said, I don't want it. Right? I want my patients to get what they're getting now and I'm going to wait. And then finally this doctor who was teaching this class said, he called me up and said, Drew, like, you gotta tell me really soon. Right, and it was like the end of the but now it was two that year two thousand. It was the end of the year two thousand. He said, "You got it." And we sold our house. I was living with my in-laws, but that was a real fun thing. Um, 
with a with a five year old Nutty's kid. So uh, he said, "You got to tell me soon." I said, "I said, give me to the end of the year. By the end of the year, I know it's going to happen." And then my friend now, Dr. Do Tom Campione, he called me up out of nowhere and he said, "Dr. Rubin, I want to buy your practice." He said, "You have the dream practice. I graduated from Life, and I want to take care of kids." And he was one of the first functional neurology diplomates. So he, he said, I want to take care of these kids. And he came in and he bought the practice and he and I had like a perfect match. He, philosophically, hands, like heart, it was all, we were all very congruent. And what this picture is, I know it's hard to, to see and I apologize, you can see it so much better here, is um, the last day in my office we had this unbelievable party. Uh, like blowout party, all day, it was like, it was a couple of, we had a month transition and so this is the last of the month. This is the end of March uh, uh, 2001. Um, and <clears throat> we invited all the patients you know, to come in. And what was really neat is that the last two people that I saw uh, in my old office in New Jersey, the what, last one was a family of five generations. So we had the great-grandma, the grandma, the mom, the kid, and the grandkid, the great-grandkids. They all came. And they were all from Trinidad. Um, and the great-grandma sung my wife and I, and that's what, what this picture was from, um, sung my wife and I this beautiful Trinidadian like, love song that was all about like, how much we love you and how much we miss you and how much you know, we're going to think about you and how much we care about you. And like, everybody, the whole, you can imagine the whole office surrounding us at this moment was where everyone was crying their eyes out. It was like such an intensely beautiful you know, experience. Um, and then the last patient I adjusted was one of the first patients I adjusted way back when I first opened up the office, Debbie. So what an emotional experience that was. And here's the deal. We came down to the university here, um, and I had, we had thought we were going to be practicing in Alpharetta, and a few weeks before um, this particular moment right here in the office happened, that whole thing fell through. So now we're coming down here, and I have no office, and all I have is one two-hour class at Life University. And that was it. That's all we had. So talk about like being in the lion's den, right? being in the hornet's nest, and not knowing what on earth was going to happen. But you know how we made it work? Because we made it work before. right? Because Lisa and I were committed to each other. We were committed to chiropractic. We were committed to success. We were committed to our relationship. We were committed to helping people. Right? So there was no choice. There was no like, well, what should we do now? I guess we just got to pack it in, forget it. Right? It was like we burned the bridges. So all this I'm telling you is because I want you to see the power in your relationships. Right? And I want you to see the power and possibility. Like all of you are graduating within you know, maybe several months to a year or so. Right? None of them, hopefully. That's what happens with assembly. Right? <laughs> I might be seeing you again. <laughs> uh, but all of you are graduating relatively shortly, right? Right? And none of you maybe have a place to go. Or maybe a couple of you do, but maybe most of you have no place to go. I'm telling you that doesn't matter. Could you stop with the whining and complaining about, I don't know where I'm going to go. Right? Stop it. Find a place. Right? Find a place that will work. Find a place that makes your heart sink. Find a place that is the place that you need to be, right? If that means driving someplace or flying someplace or investigating different things, then go start doing it. But understand that you have the ability and that the world needs you and the success that you're going to have depends upon your commitment and your discipline and your strength and your courage. 
right? It was a very courageous thing for us to leave a really going practice and come down here to absolutely nothing but a two-hour class, right? My wife hadn't, wasn't teaching yet, right? They didn't even know she was a psychologist until she came down here, and then they picked her out and said, oh, my God, I can't believe we need a psychologist to teach here, right? So she got this fortuitous position. I had this, and then I grew, you know, the teaching here, and then we grew the practice, right? And that's the same thing that you're going to do. You're, you're going to go someplace where you maybe know not a single human being, but you're going to make it work. Why? Because there's no choice, right? And talking about this disposable kind of lifestyle we have where every, all the, everybody gets 50% of people get divorced, it's the same kind of thing with practices. How many times do I hear uh, former students call me up and say, well, I tried to practice for like a year and then I gave it up and I decided to just bartend or whatever to make more money. I'm like, wait, why would you give it up? Right? That's not commitment. We have disposable relationships. We have disposable practices, disposable this. I'm telling you, you got to go all in, right? The secret to success, this is what I'm telling you guys. Here's the two-word secret to success. All in. All in. Not partly in, not a little bit in, not like the, let's test the waters like this and see how it is. It's all in. That's how you succeed, right? You succeed by burning your bridges. You succeed like whoever it was, the... the Greeks or the Romans or I can't remember who. Someone sailed over from Greece to to Italy or Italy to Greece one way or the other. I don't remember which one it was. Uh, but someone sailed over somewhere, <laughs> right? And they assembled all their armies. And what did the general do before the war? He he burned the ships. He said, "You will win or die. That's your choice. You will win or die." And they won. Whatever particular war that was, they won. Right? And I'm telling you, you've got to do the same thing. Right? It's either win or die. Right? So you need to burn your bridges when you leave wherever it is you decide to set up. Say, I, I am planting my flag here, and I'm not going anywhere until I succeed. Right? And you guys can do this, and you guys can find partners like I have been blessed with for 25 years. You can find partners to spend your life with like this, but they need to share the chiropractor with you. Right? They need to do screenings with you. They need to go to your lectures. They need to go to seminars. They need to, they need to be totally involved with chiropractic because chiropractic isn't a job. Chiropractic is a lifestyle. It's a whole different ballgame. Right? You can be a plumber and do your plumbing during the day and then come home and not really talk about plumbing ever again until the next day. Right? But chiropractic isn't like that. You go to the office, you do chiropractic, you come home, you do chiropractic, you, you think chiropractic, you read chiropractic, you, do, you go to chiropractic seminars, you listen to chiropractic blogs and podcasts. It's all this kind of stuff, right? It's a light, it's a whole different ballgame, right? And that's what I want to share with you, that the possibilities are out there. <clears throat> and I hope, I hope and pray that you're able to get as lucky as I am to find someone you want to spend your whole life with. Is that inspirational enough? <laughs>